This is the Tenity Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Taylor Henry, and this is episode number 11. Today we talk with Zach Fehrenbaugh, who is one of the main members of the hunting public and who currently is traveling the country with that group of people hunting turkeys. Um, We talked to him about a month ago before they had started their trips, but Zach obviously is a giant giant wealth of knowledge in the turkey hunting industry and hunting industry in general. Um, so we do talk about turkey hunting mostly, but we go into deer hunting and how he compares uh, deer hunting and turkey hunting together and a bunch of cool stuff. Um, this episode really kind of, <laughs> we get off task and, and ramble. So it's, it's a pretty long one, but if you can hang in there and listen to the whole thing, I think it's well worth your time. And obviously after, if you listen and you like it, subscribe, uh, comment, like, share, Find us on Instagram, find us on Facebook, go over to YouTube, all that good stuff. Um, we're hoping to have Zach on again soon, and and I just think this is a awesome podcast for all our viewers. And enjoy the interview. All right, so we are live with Zach Farenbaugh from The Hunting Public. Zach, how you doing, man? Doing really well. How about you guys? Good, good, good. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no problem. No problem. So obviously, I know you guys are busy. What's the main thing you guys are up to right now uh, in the off season? Well, right now we're one of the things that we're doing. We're trying to hire an intern, yeah. so that's kind of what I've been doing. I've been going last couple of days, just been going through all the applications and looking into that, trying to trying to narrow that down a little bit. Greg is working on trying to get the deer tour on Amazon, so that's taking up a lot of time and just like general you know, housekeeping things that we don't get to during the during the deer season because it's pretty wild out there during the deer season. We got not a lot of breaks and stayed pretty busy. So When was your guys' last hunt, actually? The last, well, last hunt for me and me, Jake, Ted, and Logan was uh, January 7th probably would have been the last day, roughly. And then... And give or take a couple days, and then Aaron and Greg went to Arizona for about a week after that, so they were probably done around the 18th of January. But um, yeah, I mean, pretty much September 1st until those days, and pretty wild. Yeah, and you guys were pretty much every day out there, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Here and there, you take a little break or whatever, but for the most part, it's pretty nonstop action, which you know, it's pretty fun. Right. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, uh, if you want to try to explain to everyone kind of where you're from, I know you're from Ohio, uh, and then generally you have someone to explain what they do for work, but I think this is kind of your guys' full-time gig, huh? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, this is our full-time, full-time thing. We've been at it for probably a little over a year and a half now. But yeah, grew up in Ohio. I grew up in Western Ohio, where it's like really, really flat. Uh, a lot of small, like really small square woodlots. A lot of roads, a lot of people. Um, and I grew up there, but I hunted a lot in Eastern Ohio. Like where I first started hunting, my grandparents lived. My parents are from Eastern Ohio, so I would travel to Eastern Ohio all the time on the weekends, and that's kind of how I got started into hunting. As I got older, I started hunting more around where I grew up and eastern southern Ohio. And pretty much from the age of 12 
on. I've hunted. I lost permission when I was like after the season when I was 11 years old. I lost permission um, on the only place that we had permission to hunt turkeys where there were turkeys. And we just started hunting public land and been hunting public for turkeys since, you know, pretty much that day. Yeah. Hunted occasionally and back in Western Ohio on private, just close to home, but never actually even shot anything over there. So, um, you know, spent a lot of time growing up hunting public land, hunting small properties, just like all the other guys that are part of the hunting public, pretty much the same. I guess we all kind of have generally the same story, just different parts of the country. So, Um, and then we started to do this because we felt like it was an opportunity to, um, you know, kind of travel around, try some different stuff, try different areas, which is like pretty much our main interest at this point in trying to understand as many situations that hunters are going through as possible because, you know, what's going on with me is different than you guys. What's different than your neighbors? What's different? I mean, everybody's hunting situation is different. If you really start digging into, you know, how different it can be, it's kind of wild. But that's what we we're trying to do. And by hunting public land, we feel that you know we can hit as many of those situations as possible and hit as many areas as possible. Right. So, how did your hunting journey start in Ohio? Is, is all of Ohio just like populated? That's just what I think of when I yeah, when I think no, of it, Ohio it, it, it is. Um, I think, I think that's one, yeah, I guess the, the Southern part is not as, as populated, but for the most part, Ohio is pretty populated, a lot more roads than most places I've been to. Um, you know, as far as, as most States I've hunted, um, and and there's just a lot of houses. It's, you know, a lot of the States pretty flat, but I started growing or hunting in kind of East central Ohio. And that was, that's more like rolling hills, kind of like northern Missouri, southern Iowa, but just a lot more houses, a lot more roads, just more towns. Right. Um, right. You know, I guess let's put it this way. It was just to put it into perspective a little bit. Where I live now, Iowa, that has three and a half million people. Ohio has 11 and a half million people. <laughs> so, like, you know, that, that that in itself is a huge, has a huge play in, like, hunting populations, you know, deer densities, stuff like that, hunting pressure in general. Well, you guys, and, you've hunted Wisconsin, yeah. so you know it's a lot of pressure up here as well. So mm-hmm. what would it compare to Ohio? Um, I, it, I, it depends on parts of the state because there's parts of the state, like where I grew up is pretty similar to like, so I spent a lot of time in the Fond du Lac area over the summer, oh, this past yeah. summer. I spent like a month, month and a half, like staying with Jake up there. And that area is pretty similar to where I grew up, but it still has a little bit more, a little bit more habitat, a little less people, pretty similar. Um, But then, you know, I have hunted in Southwest Wisconsin for Turkey. And I would say that was fairly similar to like Southern Ohio, fairly similar. Right. Um, so without giving away your location, because I don't know if you guys have you guys have videos out from the southwestern Wisconsin hunts. Yeah, yeah, we have. Yeah, we have probably four or so, five turkey videos from southwest. So relatively Wisconsin. close to uh, we're based out of where we're, all of us are from is around Viroqua. Viroqua. So uh, I think so just he, south I think of would be further north of where we were. I think. So like Grant Grant County or. Iowa County. 
to be to be completely honest, I don't remember. We were along the Wisconsin River. Okay. Down in that area, so pretty far south. Yeah. But that stuff, I mean, that stuff was really, really good. I think what was surprising, I guess, and what's kind of the difference, the surprising difference. So let's say the hunting pop, the the pressure was, you know, relatively the same. I think the biggest difference was just like the absurd amount of turkeys that was down there. Like yeah. what? <laughs> I'm, we have a more... stupid population here. Like, yeah, it's it's honestly the whole state of Wisconsin that I've been in is like, I mean, so, sorry if I'm like giving anything away for you guys, but like no. I've never seen anything quite like it. Like, well, we post what like twenty kills a year just hunting. You know, we don't hunt every day like you guys, so. Well, and, like, when I was growing up and hunting turkeys in Ohio, like, I mean, there's areas that are that are good. And, I mean, it, but it's just, like, there's a lot of hunters. And there's, like, it was tough. Like, and I grew up hunting a piece that was, at the time, I didn't really, I wasn't very good at gauging pressure. But, like, all through my teen years, I hunted this piece of public that was, like, this big, long river bottom. But, it like, you couldn't get that far from the road. Like, basically, the road followed the river down at the bottom and ever and there was hills up on top but like you couldn't actually like get very far off that road and there was tons of pressure man like there was so much pressure down there it was nothing for you to pull in to the parking lot and there'd be like four or five other trucks in there on like this dinky little piece you know you're in this little corner or whatever and then right down at the next pull off there's four or five more guys and you can easily walk to the next pull off and you know hunt so you know it just depends on it depends on where you're at. And then you go down to, like, I really like hunting southern Ohio now because it's, like, almost endless public land. You can just keep walking. You can, I mean, you can eventually get away from the pressure. And that's what I've, that's what I've really learned to love about hunting big tracts of public land, especially for turkeys. Like, you just never have to, you never have to stop. You're not limited by a, a boundary, you know. Yeah, that'd be a. We haven't we haven't done much public land in Wisconsin. Have you guys hunted public? Not I don't. Much. We it's just an overabundance of private opportunity here, so it's it's kind of the same thing. Where we're just not really stuck in one place very often. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, Jake Jake grew up there in Wisconsin, and he he hunted a little bit on public. And they shot, yeah. I mean, him and his buddy shot some birds on public, but a lot of the public, like directly around his house, was marsh, and there weren't turkeys on it. So they hunted, um, yeah, they hunted a that's, bunch. That's probably way more prevalent up north with the, with marshes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, he, and I mean, he would like, but he had like on X for forever. I mean, just him telling me stories and he would just like drive around and just ask permission like nonstop. I mean, every time you'd see a turkey in a field, he would just ask, you know. Yeah. And yeah. they're visible over in his area. And it was like, and there's just a ton of them. I mean, I, I, I'm really amazed how many turkeys are in wisconsin like at least the parts that i've seen i'm not saying that i i I, maybe it is but i'm not i'm not gonna say for sure that the whole state's like that but as far as i've seen like it's crazy they're everywhere yeah just like like the southern half of wisconsin is just stupid loaded yeah madison (laughs) Madison area is like a joke oh yeah i actually last last would have been it would have been around april 1st i was uh I was in Madison. My my brother lives in Minnesota, and my parents live in Ohio still. And we met in Madison just to hang out for a weekend. And 
we were driving around Madison area and like just the amount of turkeys, like just even in the in the city is weird. Yeah, like yeah. city turkeys are funny to me because like, so, that doesn't happen in Ohio very often. So if what'd, ever, what'd guys, I've never seen it. What'd you guys do that weekend in Madison? Did you guys hit down State Street or? Uh, I honestly don't. I don't remember. I'm sure. I'm sure. Keep I it had calm, or <laughs> did you get the uh, college lifestyle, or? Uh, it, I don't know. Kind of a probably a mixture. You know, yeah. I was with my parents, so. Oh. Be pain, but, but you know, they like to have their their fair share of beers as well. So. Right. Yeah, Madison's a good place. Dangerous place, though, too. You know, it's bad. It's bad. lose a couple days there. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. I went to school at uh, Ohio University, and I don't know if you guys have ever heard much about that. Yeah, it's but... always like one and two for UW for the party schools yeah. in America. Yeah. So you yeah, wanna a... you wanna go on any stories from that, or we'll stick <laughs> yeah. to the hunting? I mean, I, I could. Yeah, let's I did, a lot, let's I did a lot of hunting, and I also you know when it wasn't hunting season, did a lot of. So our lot... our biggest stopper in pretty much our hunting life is having to hunt when we're hungover. If you have any good tips and tricks, because I feel like I had that shit down like when I was in college, and I've, I'm progressively getting much worse. I, I honestly, you know, you know what I've done? I truly, I've given, I, I won't drink even a beer in hunting season, but when it's not, that's aggressive. It's a different story, but I, ha- I had to because like we hunt so much, there's no way, yeah. you know. Well, that's that's I, their secret. That's why they're hunting every day, and we're not. So not even, not even like a celebratory beer. I would say not even like a depression like beer. <laughs> <laughs> it's you got you got to be. The problem is problem is you know you have one and you have two and you have three and when you're working off of a couple hours of sleep it's like you can't be doing that yeah you get stupid pretty quick mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well you just can't get up like you just like you're like ah oh, i'm never getting up you know so as yeah. an 18 year old freshman solution. in college i had that down i could drink and get up and like i thought my hunting ability was better turkey hunting it was like the best i was like up and at i'm like yeah and then about <laughs> 9 30 10 it would hit and i'd be like well this is terrible I'd take a little nap though get back at it in the yeah. afternoon and start it all over but yeah we see, i don't we, see we can only hunt we can only hunt till noon a lot of my turkey hunting career you can only hunt till noon so like i learned at a young age like no no drinking when it's hunting. like i shouldn't say when i before i was doing this you know, I would have a couple at the end of the night, but like, <laughs> man, early, like early on, I learned, Hey, you know, you're not going to be able to, you're not going to be able to get up in the morning if you, if you do do too much of that stuff. So well, that'd be another issue if they made me stop at noon. noon. <laughs> well, yeah, you never probably hunted when it was only noon. No, I remember I was like, really, I would say I personally probably didn't carry a gun in Wisconsin. But I remember when it was noon when I was I was really young though. Yeah. But it's changed to changed to five. That's what I started, and then now it's just dark. It's all day. So yeah. most states you guys are visiting are noon. I would say I would say it's fifty fifty, or like like some states. Um, some states are one, like Missouri's one. Alabama, when we hunted WMAs in Alabama, it's one for like the first half of the season. Ohio is noon. And now, now the second half of the season is open all day. Um, but, uh, yeah, I would say it's 50, 50. I mean, actually it's funny when I was, I remember when it first started open or like, I don't remember the year and maybe it even opened earlier than I realized when I was younger, but I remember realizing like, Hey, we can hunt all day now for the second half of the season. But like turkey, you know, 
you can't shoot turkeys in the afternoon. And like, I just thought, you know, I didn't know because we never did it, you know? Yeah. We had literally had no experience hunting in the afternoon because like, you just didn't do that. Like you had to stop at noon and you know, it just, it was kind of foreign to me. So that was, it's been fun to like hunt a lot of different places and hunt later into the day and realize how good it can be. Shot a lot of turkeys since then in the afternoon and like, right towards towards dark or middle you know like the three o'clock hour is a fun time for me as well we just had someone comment and said just when i thought it was all about hot sign and bedding areas it's no beer that's going to be a tough one to stick to if you're from wisconsin <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i think it's different for for guys if if you're not like like if you're if you're just hunting like a like camp or you're not like where you're like you're getting back to like you're done for the day right let's say you get done and then you just like are going back to camp to eat and then you're going to sleep. Yeah, have some beers, but like if you gotta stay up and edit till eleven thirty PM, like or whatever. Yeah, sit yeah. on the computer and do work until eleven thirty and then get up the next day, no beer. You guys are yeah, you guys are taking your like hunting time to the next level with the you guys turn around and start editing right when you get out of the woods, right? Yeah, yeah. At, at least yeah, pretty much in some fashion, we've always got something in the works. Like, there's always a video or multiple videos in the works for down the road. Like, we're getting better at, like, I guess, um, kind of timing it correctly to where, like, you know, the, the videos aren't always exactly, like, right, you know, right on the date, but, like, they're close, you know. So, for example, like, this year we started, like, we went to Kentucky and, like, they started making videos like, you know, a day or two after season opened. And then as soon as that series was done, we did the Nebraska series all the way until we went to Minnesota. So like just constantly have content. And that's, that's our goal is that the viewers can just continue to keep watching and hopefully, you know, be watching stuff that's, you know, pretty, pretty current. Yeah. I know you, you got us watching. I mean, it's, you guys are doing it better than anyone else with, with uh as close to live content but i'm sure you guys have the um should i say complainers who are asking for it sooner even <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean it's like at some point that's the thing i want to always want to like comment it's like at some point we'll, we'll die like we can we can get it we can try to get it up sooner but then we'll yeah. die and there'll be no more videos <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your cause of death would be like caffeine overload like heart attack or Honestly, one thing that's super dangerous and i will warn everybody about this lack of sleep and driving is a really dangerous <laughs> yeah, thing yeah, had to like pull over and stop a couple times this past year just and be like all right no more i gotta just take a nap yeah like... i learned that's I, I learned that one hard when i was doing when i was turkey and, and trying to be a cop for a full shift and i, I bet three to four hours It'll come back on you. <laughs> oh yeah, like I mean, it's worse than. I mean, it's worse than. It's probably one of the most dangerous things I would say that you can do is like be driving on like when you're when you're doing the like dozing off, man. That's rough. That would be the cause of death, I think, ultimately, like, or just like total exhaustion. Last year, you know, it was the final final stop of the turkey tour, and I had, man, I can't remember exactly. I think I had like shot a turkey, edited the video, got done with the video, and our friend Hayden 
who works at Legendary Whitetails came in and like he was super pumped. I was super pumped that he was there. We were like fired up to go hunting. I got up the next morning and I was so worn out that like I could not I could not open my eyes. Like I couldn't do it. I couldn't move. Like and you know, like you know that feeling of just like like it's just pure exhaustion. Like your body feels you feel hungover. Like, you know, you feel yeah, that's like worse, old. probably. Yeah, worse. It's crazy. And I like I couldn't I couldn't get up and finally he was like Well, actually I woke up and I was back at camp and he's like, You're not going. He's like, You can't even you know, you can't even open your eyes. He's like, just sleep. <laughs> and then he went and shot a turkey. <laughs> on video still or he got it on his GoPro, but yeah. But it was just like, yeah, cameraman, cameraman couldn't handle it anymore. <laughs> so how did you get started with the uh, hunting plug? I know you guys were all kind of with uh, Midwest Whitetail and stuff, but um, what made you guys yeah. branch off of that? And kind of a, if you want to reflect a little bit how your first year plus year plus has been, what it's been like. I think I started last year in the fall, didn't you? Well, started yeah, producing. It started twenty seventh October first, twenty seventeen is like right. the day that I think we released the first videos, which was uh nebraska public yeah. land that's uh, awesome and that was a sweet hunt yeah that was like it's still like my it's probably my favorite one but just because like it was the first like like yeah you guys know, can don't do even it. know what we're doing with do our lives yeah, right we're just it. like we've got a camera and like we don't have jobs and <laughs> you know Nebraska's open, so let's go. So yeah. we went in in seven days, or you know, six six. It was the sixth morning. We shot that buck, so that was super fun. But yeah, I guess as far as like getting getting started, we obviously all worked at Midwest Whitetail, and we just wanted to. We really wanted to travel, and we started to do that with Spring Thunder, but the opportunity wasn't really there for for deer. Um, so. We decided, you know, we wanted to do something different. We weren't really sure what, you know, like I said, we just kind of like, we're kind of jobless for a while trying to decide if it was something that we could do. If we wanted to do it, we decided to go for it, went for it, and, you know, really just been been trying to make as many videos and travel as much as we can since. And since then, I mean, and the amount of states we've already been to is like pretty awesome. I'm really proud of, of that because... Like I said at the beginning, the biggest thing I think for all of us is just we, we want we don't want it to be this like this thing that you can't relate to because we feel like a lot of hunting shows, you know, especially stuff that's on the outdoor channel, sportsman channel, it's not relatable. It's just like this. I mean, it's like the it's like the the perfect situation and nobody has that perfect. I mean, rarely, I shouldn't say nobody. I mean, some people have got big properties and stuff that they're able to manage and it's more, more like, you know, what you can see on TV, but you know, that we didn't feel like that was what was related. You know, we, we couldn't relate to it. So we felt like the more States we hunt, the more we can relate to guys like us. And, um, really even just like, we don't want to just hunt in our homes or like where we live now. You know, we don't want to just hunt public land in Iowa. We don't want to just hunt public land in Wisconsin or Ohio. Like, you know, we want to hit as many states as possible because like that's, I mean, that's where, that you know, you can't, you can't say that everything about Iowa is exactly the same as it is in Alabama. A lot of things are really similar, but you know, 
there's subtle differences that we want to try to understand that way we can have conversations and learn with you know other hunters that are you know hunting in different areas right and i, I would say you guys' techniques and how how far in depth you get with with uh your scouting and your techniques and everything like anybody even with the person with the giant property is has to be able to relate to that yeah so. i mean that's the that's the thing ultimately too that we're finding is like even even if situations aren't like ours like let's say like we've done a fair amount of um like consulting too so that's one of the things that we're doing right now um is we like do map consulting or like we'll sit and like kind of look at a property break it down on a map how we would do it if we were going to a place to hunt and break it down send it back to them and or we go and we do like a hands-on like walk through the property and what we're finding is like the setups that we would use on public land are the same setups that we would use on those pieces of private land that are bigger acre you know a little bit more you know the hunter has more control over what's going on and they're having success doing it too so it's like you know it's not just it's not just public land it's not just you know just you don't have to be a public land hunter you don't have to be a uh you don't have to necessarily be um your situation doesn't have to be exactly like ours but a lot of our you know we feel that all but pretty much all of our strategies would work anywhere you know any type of situation i guess well i know we we draw a relation to it we hunt mostly private here um we're heading out to nebraska and south dakota turkey on this year so we love i love nebraska which part of nebraska did you guys that buck that you killed uh region wise don't say it would would be northern it would be northern northwestern nebraska um we're actually northeast tip by the river Mm -hmm. that stuff's really sweet too i mean i've looked at it i've looked at it a lot on the map um i do a lot of i'm kind of a map nerd man like a geography nerd like i just love sitting and looking at new areas but but i just recently was in southern southern nebraska scouting and that stuff's sweet too like there's a lot of there's a lot of really good opportunity in nebraska i think as far as deer and turkey hunting goes and well it's a wild topography difference from you know the east side to the west side you're talking you're in you know similar to minnesota you go southern you're similar to iowa then you Mm -hmm. go all because we've gone the first time i went turkey out and about there we were almost to colorado and now you're talking about like now you're out like west Mm-hmm. you know it's south the, the dakotas are very similar too just the different game that are spread out in those states you know those are very Not intriguing yet. oh they're just like they're just like super wide yeah uh, midwestern states so they're just like you know you go basically from one side to the other side and you're going from like i guess kind of still the it's the beginning of the plains and then it turns into straight on full-on plains or hit the mountains basically or big hills it's it's right. cool it's a cool area yeah not a lot cool. going on though wouldn't i would i personally wouldn't want to live there <laughs> no. we we stayed last year in a place that had one motel and the motel only had one working room and we had to share uh <laughs> we we watched tv with the owner because the tvs like, were hooked like up. on on different oh, tvs but we had to watch what he was watching <laughs> It was mainly the Nebraska girls' state 
basketball state yeah, tournament. But, but got into that for the weekend. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> what, he, what he could offer us was a large collection of uh, VHSs that we could yeah. borrow for the night. You know, so hammered like, New Independence Day. <laughs> yeah, Independence Day. I think we watched it back to back nights, didn't we? Oh yeah, it's, it's a greatest I, the it's the greatest VHS cover ever. It like glows back and it changes. <laughs> like, so, like, like a I'm hologram. Gonna, I, yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm gonna be honest. I didn't. I didn't stay up the whole time the first night. <laughs> I, I did fall asleep. Now our new model is gonna be listening to Zach no more drinking after hunting. So wow. you'll stay up this yeah. year. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, I that, that, hey, that's a personal decision. That's a it's a personal decision. I'm not. I'm not. We're not trying to. We're not trying to back you into a corner here. <laughs> so we got a no. question from a viewer. He said, "Were you using pretty aggressive techniques since you could only hunt till noon, or you just hang out in the blind?" I don't. I don't think you guys are using money blinds. Mm. I've never. I've never hunted turkeys out of a blind. Um, I. I. I move, man. Like I'm, I'm. If I'm not hearing them, like, like this is one of the things I was, I was thinking about before we started this, just talking about turkeys. Like one of the, I think, funniest things about, like, my style is like, especially like when the days that I was hunting alone back when I was in college and stuff is like, a lot of days that I ended up shooting turkeys like mid morning or, you know, late morning. I would like just be meandering, like get into the areas that I know the turkeys are going to be. And I would just like still hunt. I love still hunting. I love just slowly moving through the woods, especially when I'm by myself and just listening and listening for scratching. So like, I, I'm not much of a camper cause I'm impatient. I move like I, I, I'm, I move too much, but like I can go super slow walking through the woods. If that makes sense. I can't sit still. Oh, you have a superpower. You're impatient, but you. I said you have a superpower. You're impatient, but you're patient with walking. Yeah, yeah, and like that's the one thing that like I can just key in on. Once I'm once I got that cadence down, like I have total confidence that I'm gonna hear or see a turkey before it ever sees me. Or the same with deer too. But like, um, me and my friend Ben really, you know, throughout our our high school and college days, really felt like we mastered that and like just start creeping through the woods through the areas that you know that they're going to be and like i'm thinking thinking of specific examples of like um hilly terrain right flat terrain it's a little bit different but still can be done a lot of times in hilly terrain you know they're they're moving across secondary ridges and stuff where they've got the right habitat and a lot of times i'm just still hunting through there until i hear something now Let's say a lot of times what ends up happening is bird gobbles, right? Then boom, I'm moving. Like mm-hmm. I can be creeping to like straight running through the woods and you know, a matter of a gobble. So yeah, I'm I'm aggressive. Like I'm I think that I'm always aggressive. I try to be. If I'm not, then I'm doing something wrong, I think. I'm getting bored mainly. <laughs> yeah. Especially turkey yeah. and it's like you you scare one, let's go over the next hill and find the next one. I guess public yep. birds are probably a little tougher with, um, yeah. And in like Southern Ohio, for example, there was, wasn't enough to like, to necessarily bump a lot. I've learned how to bump them really well in Iowa because there's so <laughs> many of them. Um, and, but like Southern Ohio is fun because there's so much terrain that like, if you had the right day, you could almost always, you can almost always hear them before. I mean, there was a lot of times guys where I'd, like me and me and my my buddies, maybe going and like 
all of a sudden you can tell there's one 40 yards away from you, like literally right over the cap of the ridge. Then you just set up and do a little bit of calling. Boom, they pop right over the hill. I mean, that's my favorite. It's like, I love being, if I can be 50 yards from a turkey before I even call, like that's, I mean, that's the ideal situation. I don't want to, I don't like calling to them from 100 yards out. That's too far. I want to be, be at least 75 is the goal. But, you know, obviously situation, situation to situation, you're going to have a different setup or whatever, different, you know, maybe you can't get that close, but like, I'm always going to get as close as possible, at least, at least going to try. Right. So I like to hear them drumming before I even think about calling, you know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, personally, I like getting within 20 yards before I call, but (laughs) if you like 50, dude, that's your call. That's up to you. (laughs) That works too. Yeah. So if you got to crawl them, you got to crawl them. That's what I say. There's not many better sounds than the when you can finally hear them drum. Then it's like, oh, especially if you can't see them, then it's game on. Yeah. I've actually, this is, it's kind of funny. I feel like, I feel like Aaron and I both like can hear drumming from like a crazy long way out. Taylor's like, the same way. Like he'll hear something drumming and it'll be like, you hear that? drumming i'm like no shut up you can't and then like 25 seconds later it's like "Mm, yep yep now i hear it Mm -hmm. lion you gotta like train your ear for it though yeah it's like it's like a weird yeah it's like you you almost feel it more than yeah it's it i I don't think some i don't think my dad can hear it i don't think my dad can hear the fact my my dad dad can't (laughs) no way can't even hear a gobble much less a drum (laughs) you know i think well, one thing that's crazy to me then on, so then Aaron can also just hear like a gobble from like a mile away. And like, that's where it starts. Like, I think I have pretty good hearing, but I can't hear the gobbles from like, if they start getting like in the South, man, I hate trying to hear gobbles down through those pine and those big pine thickets. Oh, yeah, like, sure. That sucks. Trying to hear one through that stuff is tough. I think part of it is I'm just not used to it and I'm not used to like, there's like, it gets so distant that it's just like, bloop, bloop. <laughs> you know, like right. you're not actually hearing like a gobble. You're just hearing like this faint, like, kind you just barely hear it down through there. Miles. I mean, through everything else that's going on. But I would say the biggest, I, I think it is big time training your ear because I've noticed um, like the first time one of the older guys I used to hunt with was like, did you hear that? You know, the rumble in their chests when they gobble and they're a little bit closer <laughs> and it's not like across the ditch on the other hillside and it sounds close but you don't feel it uh-huh. and i'm like he, the guy told me he's like that's when you know they were within 50 yards now mm-hmm. i my thought is like now i train you train yourself to listen for that now i'm like that they're within i, I think 100 plus sometimes i can hear that rumble in their chest mm-hmm. but yeah, oh, yeah it's i think it's definitely selective hearing yeah Jed's, you just yeah you just get used to jed's ears to... are almost closed up so <laughs> Got a lot of cauliflower ear problem, so. <laughs> somehow, I, somehow I got lucky and just, didn't get it in the 15 years that I did. Just in the good ear. Yeah. Like, the ear I still have hearing out of is halfway closed. Well, the one that's that, all the way that's, open, totally fucked. That, is that from wrestling? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we had, we were crazy wrestlers, too, besides him. Yeah, I didn't wrestle. I played basketball. I played football and baseball. I didn't. I wasn't a wasn't a wrestler. But what did you I, do I, in the I, winter I, then? You just there wasn't like a great hunting around there, was there? In the winter, or? 
What's that? See, wrestling like replaced hunting and everything for us in the winter here. So, yeah, we I had a when I see foot. If I would have played wrestling, it would have been in. It would have started in November, at least. Like yeah, so like that's why I didn't hunt part. deer hunt as much as hard later in November. Yeah, I didn't. I did a lot more deer hunting when I was in high school, and then a lot, and then a ton of turkey hunting when I was in college because. I liked turkey hunting a lot, and I hated, I mean, I hated that I couldn't go turkey hunting when I was in school and playing baseball and stuff. Like, doubleheaders, the worst. Yep. Because you're out, you know, you can't play, you can't I think it's a mixture and, for me in college. It was like, the year is almost over, only had started skipping more. class. <laughs> oh, we might have a little, you there? Yeah, you lagged on me a little bit. Okay, we think we got you back here. Can you hear me? Yep, yep. got you now. Yeah, so I was saying I think it was a mixture of college getting towards the end of the year, your last semester, and then skipping some classes. Good reason was for turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I managed to, like, <laughs> I managed to every every year of college, I managed to never have a class on Friday during turkey season. And I managed to always start by 10 or later throughout the rest of the week. So, like, Monday through Thursday. Like, some days I didn't have class till like, noon, which was sweet. But then, like, maybe, maybe like, Tuesday and Thursday I started at 10. But, like, I could go every day. For, for, for basically since I was 18 years old, I've hunted almost every single day of turkey season, which is, like, pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. So from drawing on you guys' last year's turkey tour, which is pretty crazy, you guys know how many days you logged or how many videos you logged? I can, can look real quick. If you can think of your favorite hunt, I know it's kind of an impossible thing. I know. Yeah. I was just kind of looking through that. That hunt you guys had in Oklahoma last year was pretty sweet when you found the shed right next to it. Yeah. I think so. I'm, I'm kind of – I'm kind of um, – let me see. Let me see real quick. I'm I'm kind of biased a little bit. I loved those Ohio hunts because I got to hunt with um, my my friend Ben – my friends Ben and Keith. Um, So what did we do? We got 48 days of turkey tour videos on the YouTube channel. So a lot of days. But I really liked – I really liked those days that I got to hunt in Ohio because – like we hunted a lot of years down there and like never had the success that we had this past year. Right. So it's like day two, day two. And, and my, my buddy Keith is, goes to OU now. And, um, so it's Ben, Ben and Keith and their, their brothers and, and Keith is the younger one. He's at OU and Ben works as a forester down in the Southern part of the state. And, uh, first day I went with Ben and we were close to a bird and I kind of figured, I kind of thought I had, you know, his area figured out. So the next morning Keith and I went in, Ben had to work. Keith had a little break from class that day. (laughs) We went in and it just was like pouring rain. Horrible. But Ben bought a a rain cover for his, his Sony X80. And he had a real nice, like it's a real nice rain cover and it kept the rain completely off, but it didn't keep it off of us. I mean, even it was raining so hard. It was like one of those days, no matter like what rain gear you got on, like you're still soaked. Cause like 
it's coming through every crack, you know, that you got. I think I actually remember that hunt. You, you ended up getting one that day, didn't you? You got two. One yeah, yeah. came right off the roost. We actually were going in, and I thought, you know, I thought I knew where he was going to be first thing in the morning. But the morning before, he was across the valley. But I thought he was pitching down onto the side, the ridge that we were on. So, you know, if you got a valley, I thought he was going to be roosted here, pitching to here. But he ended up being roosted right there, and we set up right underneath of him. Like, I actually saw the turkey in the dark. Like, dark just through, like, the most, like, subtle little bit of, like, you know, light in the sky. Whether it was from the moon or the sun just barely starting to right. come up through the clouds. I could see the turkey's outline. And I was like, is that a turkey? I was like, well, regardless, like, we better set up. Sure enough, it starts getting daylight. And I'm like, well, actually, it starts getting daylight. I'm like, that's not a turkey. Like, I'm a dumbass. Like, why'd I ever think that was a bird? And I'm starting to kind of kick myself for it. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, it goes. <laughs> I'm like, oh, no way. <laughs> sure enough, he kind of like, he kind of like puffs himself up a little bit. And he kind of starts looking around. And I mean, it's just miserable. Like I said, it's just porn. And he looks over and he sees, I set up a decoy like 15 yards from him. And he just looks over at it. And he starts kind of looking around. He's just like, he flew right to it, shot him right off the bat. I know. So isn't then, that, doesn't that seem crazy too? Because we've, I've gotten really close too. And I, it's always like they might, they might still be there, but it's like they caught something or they don't like something and they kind of, they might even gobble. We had one last year we saw within sight and it gobbled, but it just kind of pitched down away and it kind of knew something was wrong. He, I mean, we were crazy so close were, to him. Like yeah. I could have shot him. I, we were so close to him that I could have shot him. I could have shot him in the tree for sure. Like he, we, he was right there and, and he was almost at eye level because, because we were on the top of the ridge and he had, he had pitched off the top of the ridge, but he was, you know, pretty right. pretty even with where we were so he just flew straight into our hillside and i mean he just came right to the decoy but i think the the trick with that one was is i knew i knew that bird was i knew he was a, probably a two-year-old turkey that was by himself just the way he was acting the day before so when we thought we saw him in the tree you know it's one turkey up in a tree early season like it's got to be a two-year-old bird. So we were like, let's put this, I put the Jake decoy out thinking, you know, that won't intimidate him. And we also just had a killer set up. I mean, there was no way that turkey had, I mean, he could, like I said, he was so close to us that like he very well could have seen us, but like we just had the perfect setup. Like there was a, a tree with, it was a, a, I think it was an oak tree that was split four. There's four of them. And we were just kind of tucked in the, Tucked in the middle. So, God, what, you, don't you what just, kind of drink is that? <laughs> what kind of drink is it? <laughs> yeah. What? Well, Weston, you just made it. What'd you make? Uh, that would be a whiskey 7 Up. What kind of whiskey? We don't drink on the show. 7 <laughs> What was it? I oh, like yeah. Oak trees. Straight, man. I don't like any, I don't like any cop in it. Oh, I'm a, you like bourbon? Oh, geez. You like bourbon? The non drinker during hunting season is like the big whiskey guy now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bourbon, too. No, I, no, I I like to drink. I'm not saying I don't um, like it. <laughs> it's okay. So, what's your whiskey of choice? Um, I don't know. I like just trying all different kinds of stuff. Like, I um, the go-to that like is pretty. I would say the go-to that's like not gonna you know break the bank is is Makers. I really like that. It's a good 
Jesus, that's a little that. bit expensive for me. Yeah. Have you ever had? Uh... You ever had Thompson? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think a... you need uh, by law a little soda with that, or at least some water <laughs> yeah, and a lot right. of ice. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. <laughs> no, what I was going to say is, you said you guys were set up in like four oak trees. Mm-hmm. What's your feeling on oak trees in general? Because I I, like I, love <laughs> yeah. I love them. Yeah, I love them. <laughs> I guess basically, what's your favorite tree? <laughs> yeah. I, Oh, man, that's tough. That's actually a tough question. Um, I mean, everybody likes a good white oak, right? Like, yeah. You know, um, I like oak trees mainly because it's number one. It's an awesome stand for a tree. When I, and mainly one of the main farms I hunt has none of them because they've been all cut down. So I like am very like it's one of those things you don't have it, so you love it. Yeah. And then another thing, I just picture <laughs> oh, a turkey sweet. sitting perfectly on one of those parallel branches. Mm-hmm. Just love them. Horizontal, yeah. Think, horizontal, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> parallel works if you're referring to parallel on the ground. That works. Um, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I think pin oaks are sweet. <laughs> pin oaks are sweet. I love pin oaks, and that's something that I don't remember seeing a lot of. I'm, I know they're in, I know they're in Ohio, but like just the areas that I hunted, I don't think there was a ton of them there because they they grow in wet habitat. But like where I hunt in Iowa now, like my whole season for deer was based off of pin oaks um this in october like every like every bit of strategy was based off the pin oaks because they were dropping this year like crazy and like as soon as i realized that was the case like that was my main focus and like pretty much every deer that i saw you know was it revolved around the strategy of you know them bedding and staging around those pin oaks right well that's cool yeah. So this is a question for Jed. You can go ahead and ask it if you want. <clears throat> He's Jed's a big trad bow guy. Yeah. He's gone exclusively trad bow. So, so when are when's uh, all of the hunting public gonna go trad bow? <laughs> I mean, we're yes. getting a little is, bit too easy. Is Greg gonna convince you all or? <laughs> no, I, I no, I think after this year, um, I think after this year, we're we're all like, yeah, we still need to continue to shoot. As many deer with the compound as we can. Is Greg is Greg hanging it up, or is he still going to? No, no, he'll no, he definitely will still do it. Um, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any fear of him hanging it up. I just, I think for 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 me at least is like I'm not to that point in my life where I feel like I'm just like I've shot so many bucks with my bow that it's like I need to make the transition. I think it. I think it's super cool. I think it's interesting. I think that like. I think it's really fun to do. I think at some point there's a good chance that I'll want to do it, but I'm not there yet. And I don't think I'll be there for at least at least five, maybe maybe ten years. Yeah, I I would agree with you. Jed, what's your what's your thought on that? <laughs> my thought is that my parallel to his thought on trad bows is uh black bears. I don't think I will ever pass a black bear for the next five to ten years. Just can't do it. Pat, like you saying, talking about size. Yeah, just like every black bear I see, I'm gonna be like, "Yeah, I love shoot. that. I need to shoot it." <laughs> That's how I feel about Jakes when they come by me. <laughs> that too. That too. Yeah. We usually ask our our guests about that, um, and we've got some interesting answers so far. Are you? Uh, when was the last time you shot a Jake? 
last time I shot a Jake would be. Hmm. I mean, I don't want this to. I don't. I don't know that I want to say the. I mean, it's been a while, but it's not. It's not because like I think I'm against it or anything. I think it's just like, um, I ha I. I don't. I don't like. I don't know. It's a tough question. I stand for it. If you want to shoot Jake, shoot Jake's. Like by all means. And I don't. I don't want my opinion necessarily to rub off on anybody and make them think that like, oh, you know, Zach said, you know, he hadn't shot a Jake in however long. Like, well, I, you know, I shouldn't I, do it. I, I don't want people to. You think don't have to worry about us how getting our opinions. How many years? Man, it's been probably thirteen years since I shot oh, a Jake. Here's you this is what I'm finding. Had opportunities at Jake's is, in those thirteen years. This oh, is yeah. what I'm oh, finding. I've had a ton of opportunities. It's all. <laughs> It's all about how many tags you are offered. In Wisconsin, yeah. we're unlimited tags. So mm -hmm. after third season, every single Jake – and you've seen it. Like We have so many turkeys, it doesn't matter. Like They'll be back next year. Oh, yeah. I know. I, it's weird. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> so you get a slow day going. Like I've passed Jake's up, you know, and he has something else going on, Tom coming in or whatever. But mm -hmm. it's, it's third season and later. Like It's like would you shoot a Jake opening day first season in Wisconsin? I, That's the only take you have know. first season. I don't know. Nah, I take it. I take that back. Sorry, guys. Not. It's been the last one I shot was. It wasn't that long. It was. It might have been nine years ago. But <laughs> much but better. that but. Much well, we're gonna get over the fact that you lied. But <laughs> and yeah. do you have proof of that? <laughs> or uh, we have to go yeah, checking. Probably somewhere. I'm sure I got a picture of it. Some actually. I like to keep the little beards. Love it. Possible toothbrush use if it, you know you're out in the boonies. You don't have one. Okay, but how about bearded hands? What's your thought on shooting bearded hands? Um, I've never shot one. I honestly, I I did pass one. And that was in Iowa. I was by myself, and I was self-filming. It would have been a total. It was not a good setup. I basically crawled up out of my kayak on a bank of a lake, and there was birds right there, and I just laid in the grass, and the thing walked right past me. Um, so I technically passed that, but I also would have not got footage, which was not a good thing. And um, but. There's something to me, and again, I don't want people to make any decisions based off my opinion. To me, there's something about a Tom and that drumming and him and that just like big body, that big fan like coming in, that big beard hanging down. Like that's 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 really for, fun, yeah. and that really gives me the rush. Where a bearded hen, like I think if I, I think if I was like on the last day of a tag or something, would give me that feeling for sure. But like. Where I see most of the bearded hens is in Wisconsin or Iowa. It's a pretty weird thing. Like I never saw I only saw one bearded hen on video in Ohio. And my buddy like was like, dude, you gotta see this. And when we looked at it, we were like, Holy shit, like this is the craziest thing we've ever seen. But like since I've been to Iowa, like I seriously think, you know, one out of every Maybe six hens is a bearded hen in Iowa. Like it's a weird thing, and same and, I felt like we saw in, yeah. in Wisconsin too. And you haven't hunted there for I I honestly have hunted for Wisconsin my whole life, and I don't remember seeing maybe one the first like ten years. Yeah. And in the last three years, it's like last year was like every spot that we like were at, you'd see a bearded hen, and a couple mm -hmm. of them were booners. There was one that was a twelve inch bearded hen. Like that one, I would have been happy to shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm the actually first one... convinced that every hen has a beard if you look hard enough. 
<laughs> like, I'm not kidding. Either. Sounds like you break rules. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I swear to God, it had a beard. I, I, did I shoot one a... does if you look hard enough. Yeah. <laughs> see did... that little, see that little feather comes out. I did yeah. shoot a hen one time. Full disclosure, was not sure it was a bearded hen, but I'm like, I swear that thing sticks. No, I had, show. I was zoomed in, like I was that. But I wasn't hundred times optical zoom. I had that. I beard. wasn't doing that, like, like. Full disclosure, should not have taken the shot probably because I was not 100% certain it had a beard. You thought I was lying? Thought maybe you were just trying to get me to do something bad. I don't know. But I did take the shot and it had, I swear, a half inch beard. And like, after I shot, I was looking and I'm like, oh, shit. And like, I had to search for it. Therefore, I'm convinced that you could do it with every hen. They've all got it. See, I like to see that, like, that just like big <laughs> hanging back. Like that's, so there's no there's just no question right, right, like yep yeah, that's right. the one boom yeah. yeah no we're all we're all for you honestly i don't know who else jed might get more get more uh joy from shooting like a jake or a bearded hen but I, yeah i i would pass a gobbler to shoot a bearded hen at this point <laughs> in my life. i really would I yeah really oh, i mean that's cool I'd like it's cool i think it also depends on like see i grew up Here's another here's another reason I have sorry for my I got this philosopher I'm just finicking with. Um I one thing that I think makes a huge difference in like the decisions that I've made as far as like passing turkeys is like I felt, you know, hunting Ohio, like every time I shot a turkey, and it's I know it's a lot different than like the Wisconsin mindset. Like I was like like man, like I did I did it to like I killed this turkey and now there's one less of like what I feel is like not a booming population. So like yeah. I really always felt like 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 there were years that I, I just didn't even use my I'm like I like or not not year like a lot of times I would shoot one turkey and just be like that's good enough. Like if I don't get another chance like I'll just take my buddies because like you know I don't want I don't want to like you know, overuse the resource. Let's put it that way. Just because I didn't think there, I, there's not, a, not as many as there are other places. Let's put it that way. I mean, you know, you, no, I, I think I felt the same way for a long time. I think it mainly was just, we weren't very good at turkey hunting. Mm-hmm. So you get like one a year and that's it. And then we started getting like, you know, people would, we had somebody on our team that got like upwards of 30 one year, just in Wisconsin when they were in college and all they, all they did was hunt every day. Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, I totally get you. We're we're on the same page. We're we're not. I feel like you. you he like feels like we're backing him into corners and shit. Like, no, you better not, drink no, during season, man. You better shoot a no. Jake. Like, no, I don't feel that way at all. I don't feel that way at all. It's all good. Oh, that's good. So one of our main uh, questions we like asking everybody is, what is one tactic you think you've learned that has improved your turkey hunting? Um, something that the general public, uh, maybe when you were younger, the people that are still struggling with the sport. Um, that they were missing out. What's the one thing you think took your turkey hunting to the next level where you were killing, you know, like I said, we were killing one a year or I was killing one a year. And now it's like every time you go out, you expect to kill. What do you think the biggest, that biggest difference is for you? Just like that, that what I was talking about earlier, that moving through the timber and just being able to find them even when all odds seem to be against you, you know, like, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't always want them to gobble. I don't, they don't, I like to move. I just like to be moving. Like, I don't, I don't feel like I personally have to be hunting a gobbling turkey. 
Like it doesn't have to be goblin. It can it can once I find it, but like maybe maybe glassing it through big timber, maybe hearing it over a ridge like I was talking about. Just like finding them even though and I know that's so broad, like like people are like, Okay, but how? Like it's just experience, man. Like like I said, I've been fortunate enough to hunt you know, just uh, hundreds of days since I was 18 years old. So like, like I've, I've gained a lot of experience just knowing how to like find them, knowing what habitat to look for and then how to move through that habitat to find them, even when they're not gobbling. And I think, you know, that's the biggest thing that like, if I could go back to my, my, you know, like high school days, for example, it's just like, hey, man, like you don't have to just like don't and, and also don't just like sit there and waste your time and camp when like, like I know now there's a lot of days that I did like don't waste your time in camp when in camp out for turkeys like it's sit when like I now know that they're not going to be there. They're not going to be in those places that I was going and sit, yeah. if that makes sense. I'd say it's even the. I think a lot of people could probably camp all day and you'd probably get a shot at some point. But well, it depends on us, where you're at, right? For, it, yeah, it just depends us, on the situation. Cause yeah, like for us, we got to the point up. where it's like, we got into a point where it's like, I'd rather run and gun and, and not camp just and kill one or miss one than sit all day. But I, and, and that just helps people like hunting more too. I, I always tell people like, do whatever you want to do. Don't, right. I, I know you guys are big on that too. Like, yeah it depends like if you've got patterns on turkeys like you're again it's all situational man like if you're if you're sitting in an area where let's say you got let's say you got a 40 and you're the only guy that hunts it and you know every day you know at 11:30 or between you know 10 and noon those birds are going to just kind of filter through their feeding yeah then camp like do it it's totally worth it then if that's like what you're okay with doing and i know dave dave owen said it uh, to us on a podcast last year and like this is this is the perfect way to say it hunt turkeys however you want to hunt them but don't cut yourself short don't make it so easy that you're not having fun anymore i mean if you're killing a bunch of turkeys and you're still having a blast doing it like by all means do that but like you know if you get to a point where you're like hey i've camped every year i've shot you know whatever you know i've limited out you know, I've sat in the same field every year and this is getting boring. Like, yeah. <laughs> then do something different. Go hunt public land. Go hunt in a different habitat. Go hunt, you know. Go try to get under their, go try and get under them while they're roosted. Like, you know, yeah. Do something. Yeah. yeah. Dude, just try different strategies. Don't cut yourself short because it can be, I mean, like, turkey hunting is, you know, hunting in general is all just like, in my opinion, you versus like, you know your prey so do it however makes you feel challenged or 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 makes you feel like you're have that perfect balance of challenge and fun and success you know it's all about having fun so do it in the way that's the most fun to you to me give me big hills lots of hardwoods you know an endless public land no roads for three miles that's where i'm going to be the happiest hunting turkeys but uh, to you know, some somebody else that could be sitting in the blind where they've shot, you know, thirty turkeys in the last thirty years. You know, it may it, it it doesn't matter. Whatever whatever you like to do, do that. Whatever gets you to spend the money on a tag. Yeah. Do it. Right. Like, that yeah. is the most important thing. Yeah. Yep. So Andrew asks, have you seen public land birds pressured into similar areas that you would find pressured deer? Yeah, oh yeah. 
Yeah, I would say like, <laughs> where where would you find the buck bed? Go there. That's where you're gonna find a turkey. As long as the habitat's not just like super super thick, you know, it's like. Oh, wait till you, wait till you get injured. Word, then go to the super super <laughs> thick shit. An oh injured my, bird, you said? Yeah, oh my god, mm-hmm. just a nightmare. Seen it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's yeah, I think why, that's that's, that's kind of like deer. That's a lot like deer, where you see, you know, when they run after they get shot, and we we had that first actually shooting a turkey with a bow. You see where they run, and it's it's not a fun place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, as far as as far as finding turkeys, like. On public land, like especially in those pressured areas, like that I hunted a lot in in, in Ohio, is like just get in there deep. Like maybe we'd be walking down like old logging road trails for you know a mile and a half in the dark just to get to a point where we felt like we could even start, you know. And you know, it's the same thing we're doing for deer hunting. We're just like looking at that deepest, like where's that secondary ridge that comes off the main ridge that's so far away off the road in the general paths. Like we got to the point where we were looking at big timber in Southern Ohio and we were going back in the, um, like photo archives where you can get on like Google earth and you can like go back in time. We go back to like the 1990s picture where like it was winter view where you could see all the old, uh, all the old, like, um, they're like, uh, what am I, why am I, why am I drawing a blank? strip mine roads like all those old paths through the timber and then once we saw that we're like hey we know every like like potential walking path and we would mark that like and and back then we didn't have smartphones which is a hilarious fact we i don't know what a time 2015 (laughs) what's that i said what a time in the days yeah i didn't have i didn't have a smartphone until 2015 so like i'm fairly new to it <laughs> yeah you're wild i think i was like i think i was senior year like, of high school so like 2011 yeah it's a, it's a game changer well onyx yeah onyx is awesome i think we're gonna have uh zach uh zach on from onyx here soon if we get figure out a date together nice love love onyx is there any mm-hmm. there's not crazy so let we'll get in quick we're running out of time for you um but if you could go over <clears throat> I th- let's just go over one thing that helps helps you guys with scouting public land like what's the one thing when you're going to a new area you're going to a new place um what you're looking at whether it be maps whether it be get your boots on the ground i know you guys kind of like that for deer hunting um so i'll let you take that away there so like if 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 anybody listening has, has watched anything that we've done as far as like deer hunting, it's basically the same exact thing. You're just looking for like the habitat type that you that you expect them to be in. You're looking for as many of those places as possible. And then it's about getting your boots on the ground looking for hot sign. It's the same exact thing. So here's an example of like what we were doing in I, I think these are the best examples because these are these are like these are tough states to hunt, in my opinion. Some of the maybe the toughest. Um, Mississippi and Alabama. Here's our strategy going into those. We're looking at a map and we're breaking down. Okay, you know, here's where the hardwoods is. Here's where it meets with, you know, the, you know, whatever a one year stand of pines, hardwoods, and then on the other side there's a 
10 year stand of pines. And then on the other ridge, you know, kind of generally in the same general within a quarter mile, you know, there's uh, something in between. There's a five year stand of pines. There's a bunch of habitat types that come together, multiple. You're looking at that and you're like, okay, that's a starting point, right? So let's say, so up, up, I mean, in like, let's say in Wisconsin, you're just like, you're like, hey, you know, this patch of timber I know has a lot of big oaks. Like you said, your area doesn't, or, you know, one area that you hunt doesn't have a lot of oaks. Let's say you find a patch that does, you know, just two, just having two different examples, I guess. Now we're just going in and we're scouting and we're just kind of meandering through that woods and you're just kind of looking for scratching. You're looking for, you're looking for scratching. You're looking for tracks. Um, I, I mean, looking at tracks is like so important. You see a big tom track down in the south, you better keep that in mind, and you better not like, you better not forget about it because there may not be another turkey around for, you know, another tom around for uh, on public land. It might be, it might be a couple miles down, you know. Uh, that's some crazy hunting. Mm-hmm. So like, you find one tom track, you hear one bird gobble, like take note of that so here's another thing here's another i guess kind of strategy is like let's say you've got all those places in mind and like um like you so maybe you just have a general area let's say you've got like kind of like a a half mile like radius of like where you think you know there's a bird in there you know there's a tom in there so the next morning you go in you get to a high point where you know you're going to be able to hear that general area that you think that he's in as soon as you hear him if you can get on him obviously get on him if he continues to gobble but like what we find a lot in the south is like gobble gobble on the roost and then never again the whole rest of the day like especially in that first five days of season so like you there you there there you go yeah so you think you're working off one track that you found over here and you're working off of a one gobble you thought you heard over here now we're just going to sneak into that area where we heard him gobble. Ideally, you can hear him scratching. You can hear him doing something. You can hear him drumming. A lot of times they're just simply hend up, right? It's like one time he's got you know, a few hens with him. Like That's what he's doing for the day. He's got no reason to gobble. A lot of times how we've shot turkeys is we go through and we, make it, we follow them. So basically, they are roosted in one spot, they land, and they kind of move off, and we're just following them. We're just kind of coming in behind them, just trying to narrow down that roost spot. Perfect example. Aaron and I were in um, kind of central Mississippi a couple of years ago, hunting a big piece, and we had kind of zeroed in on this area a little bit. Like, we knew there was, we knew there was a bird in there. We almost got one about maybe five days prior. But we'd been hunting a different different area, and we went in one morning back to that spot. And he gobbled, and he was – it was actually the first time we'd heard him actually gobble off the roost. And he flew down. We didn't, we didn't hear him again. But we just kind of went down to where we thought he was, and we found a tom track in just like this little patch of mud, just like one little spot. There wasn't even much for scratching or anything. We just found one track. So we could assume, you know, he's somewhere in this area. You know, you, he's somewhere off this little secondary point. He's pitching down right here. He's living down in this creek bottom and he's working off. And then, you know, ideally he's going to come back here tonight. In, in early season like that, especially, you're going to find consistent 
um, consistent patterns of like, you know, as long as they're not getting bumped too much. So anyhow, we go in and we find that track that night that when we went into town, we did some work that afternoon we came in and as we're going in, I can hear him drumming. So we just keep like getting as close as we can to where we think he is and keep setting up. And every time he'd get out of earshot of that drumming, we'd move up again. Kept doing that, kept doing that, kept doing that. But that thing would never gobble. He would never come close to us. We could we could tell that like he's just up there strutting with hands, right? So it's starting to get towards last towards the end. Like we're running out of time. And um I remember we we're like, should we go? Should we go to like where we picked this morning? Like, or, or are we gonna run him over? You know, like, ah, let's try it. Let's just go super easy. So we just eased through the timber and got right to the spot where we thought that he was that morning before. We're sitting there and we're like, ah, oh, man, what a day! You know, like been chasing drumming all day and like, you know, don't even know how close we ever really were. You know, it seemed like we were pretty close, but like, man, he just wouldn't commit at all. And all of a sudden, Al hoots, that thing gobbles. And we're just like, well, he's, well, he's pretty close. Well, he had lot, he must, apparently those hens went up to roost or something got away from him. That, that owl went off and we were just happened to be close enough to him that we could hear him. It's hard to hear him in those pines, like I said. We were just in the same general area that he was. Got on the call, he gobbled, got on the call again, he gobbled and just from 100 yards, Twelve yards, boom, coming right back to that spot where they were roosted that morning. So that's kind of a quick like example of a process of uh, at least of a you know a good southern early season turkey hunt where like to me that's been some of the most challenging stuff just simply because it's so early the birds aren't gobbling very much they're just uh, so so end up. You yeah, definitely got to draw from your guys' southern hunting because that's that's about as difficult as it gets. Yeah, and it's the, it's the most fun. I mean, it really, even Southern Ohio is, is, you know, Southern Ohio, like your Kentucky, your Carolinas, Virginia, West Virginia, New York, even anything east and south of, like, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Like, man, people get, in Illinois, people get fired up about turkeys, and, like, it's, it's a competitive thing. Like, you know, a lot of people in Wisconsin, Iowa – even Ohio and really all states, people get fired up about deer hunting, but like down south, man, like they, it's competitive. And like I've heard a lot of like funny, not funny, but like unfortunate stories of friends like not being friends because of turkey hunting in the south. And like <laughs> that just goes to show like how how competitive it's like deer it is here. Yeah, which is dumber than hell if you ask me. Like, why you would ever lose a friend over anything hunting related? Something that's supposed to be fun and you should do with your friends is beyond me. But we won't dive into that. We too much. yeah, we could we <laughs> could a, go hours a, into like how bear. stupid people are about deer hunting. Right, so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You shot my buck. Oh, you shot my tom. <laughs> oh God, right. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's no, we're, we're that is a sad part of everything we do. You know. I'm sure you guys run into it all the time on my public land, but we'll have to get into that next time we talk to you yeah. because yeah. So we generally end end our podcasts with you can go last, but we like to bombard people with it, so you only have a short period of time to think. A random thought, like uh-huh. completely random, anything as long as it has nothing to do with hunting. So like my favorite is we talked about roundabouts for like a half hour one day, and we'll keep your time 
very, very important here because we only got about 10 minutes. But uh, so, like, I love roundabouts. We talked about that one time for a random thought. So any random thought, like, besides hunting related, Jed will go first. Um, so you'll have a little time to think here. Okay. Um, so anything can't be related to hunting. All right, so you, you just, got it. Am I supposed to tell a story or like no, what? no? Just it's a random, random thought. Thoughts. So like one time, a random thought was an example was, I love roundabouts. Roundabouts are awesome. They're so efficient. They're one of the best inventions ever. What was last week? Uh, oh, well, about how crazy it would be, like back in the early 1800s. <laughs> uh, well, or just why don't you be- just go into your random thought this week? He'll, so that's why you're last. So just <laughs> right. think random thoughts in your head. My random thought for this week is uh, like maybe go closer to the mic. Sorry, how insane it is to me, anyways, that like back in the day, bloodletting was a thing as a source of medicine. Like <laughs> <laughs> you, you have a different brain. Okay, well, explain. Well, okay, just wait. Just wait. Explain okay, so- this. At, at the time, like, it was an accepted practice. Like, yeah, science proves that this is a good thing to do. Like, when you have a headache, a little incision on your temple, let a few drops of blood out. It's going to cure you. Like, what kind of weird shit are we doing now that 150 years from now, they're going to look back and think, what a bunch of idiots. Yeah. yeah. Like, and, yeah, That's we're, we're doing point. all this on science. Uh, no. Or like, uh, we're doing it on the best knowledge that we have right now, and... 150 years from now, it's going to be bloodletting, you know? <laughs> kind, of, kind of backing off that with, uh, like, how insane were lobotomies? Is that what they're called? Were they? Yeah. Turn your brain into scrambled egg? Yeah. Like that was that? <laughs> that was just a normal thing. You need thing. one. I, I might. No, I think you need one. You, you know, dear. Yeah, I probably do. <laughs> so that's, that's two, your random thought? Two for, two for one lobotomies. Um, Bloodletting and lobotomies are not two for one. Think of something original. Oh my god, I don't know. Pass. Yeah, you turn to Zach. You guys always put me on. It's now the like pressure's that. on you. Oh no, 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 no! There's at least two more. There's at least two more goes there. <laughs> you guys gotta go. Uh, yeah, Taylor. I'm, I know. I'm trying to think right now. I'm trying oh, to think yeah, of like you're trying to put everybody the best else thing on. I can think about. Yeah, I put, I, that's like my job. I like, put people on the spot. It doesn't have it, it. Oh man, most of my thoughts are hunting related. That's tough. I gotta keep. I gotta. I'm gonna keep running around here. I, I got. I don't know. I kind of have this like this thing that I thought was funny the other day, and just it, it's it's not hunting related, but it kind sounds of like that potentially might... has a play off of some of the things that we've been talking about. Okay. But... Sounds like it might be. I'll go first. I'll go first. Oh. Okay. Um. Well, I just had it in my head. <laughs> oh. It was something to do with damn it. You got anything? I let me No. I... Alright, Zach, if you got yours. Go no, ahead. no, I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> now, now I'm throwing off. This kinda blew up in our face here. Oh. No, it's not no such thing. That's right. No, no, we'll get something here. Hmm. Let me think about some things that I've been thinking about. <laughs> well, that's looking, the biggest thing is you have to. Trying to find I know. <laughs> what do we have around the room? You got a lot of wrestling trophies. You guys want to see something pretty funny that yes. I do have right here in arm's reach that I really love? 
Jack Lope. This Jack Lope. Oh, oh yeah. go a little higher. Go a little higher. There, there you is. go. That's nice. So that's <laughs> at your girlfriend's house? No, no, I'm actually, I'm actually at my aunt and uncle's right now. Oh, nice. And, but, but, I think that we all here and here, all my, my friends here in Colorado think those jackalopes are pretty hilarious. Yeah, I guess that is kind of related the, to hunting. The I, I missed turkey one spurs, one time. but then it's got like, <laughs> or the turkey feet, and then it's got the middle finger. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never seen that. Those are pretty cool. Yeah, I did that when I was four. Was Man, four. I had one that was good, and then it escaped my mind. I think, yeah, I surely have something. There's a lot of room in there. It's a good thing on the uh, when we actually release the real podcast, we can just you know edit out this stuff. <laughs> but right for the Facebook part. live Facebook live crew, the if you guys have any random thoughts you want to add to this, you go ahead. Yeah. <clears throat> mm-hmm. My thoughts always go back to like snow related because we have that's all we're dealing with right yeah, now. Yeah, we just got like 50, it was it was like at least over a foot in the last twenty four hours. You know what's crazy? Here's something crazy to think about: is that like. You guys are up there dealing with that. And then just like down south, it's just like to us, it w- would be like summer. Like when we went down south for the Mississippi workshop that we just did, mm-hmm. like it's just like hot down there, you know? So it's just crazy to think that like in one country, like I, and I've never even been like all the way west, you know? I've been a lot of the east and kind of the Midwest, a little bit into the west, you know? But it's like in one country, you can have just like these two totally different things going on. That's something that I think about all the time. I think about like weather and like how it differs across the country so much. It's like kind of, it's not that interesting. It's not that funny maybe, but it's just goofy. Like, how is that like, how is that even possible? And then man, and here's kind of the geography nerds going to come out of me. Sometimes I just sit and look at Google maps or like Google earth and just like, (laughs) just will like start looking. And next thing you know, you're like, uh, like that world is so tiny like I, yeah sure i've been to all these states and hunted and like there's just so much still out there that like i'll never see and like you can live on the earth and you'll never see all of it like no matter what you do that's kind of a weird thought that's i think the perfect th- thing to co- to comment on the temperature thing is i was in orlando and it was 80 degrees and i flew to we had a connecting flight in atlanta and atlanta like so we're talking about just in Atlanta, so just oh, yeah. the top of Florida was like fifty. Yeah. Like it changes that quick. Like Florida's a wild place. That's only thirty mm-hmm. degrees. That's not that wild. From yeah, it's, it's, from it's, Orlando it's, to Georgia? It's it can't yeah. It's yeah, not, but you it's can not that you can go from like interior Minnesota on a hot summer day and it's eighty degrees and you get to Lake Superior and it's forty five. Like No. That's not, not that the shocking. same hour. Not the same hour. What? Yes, the exact same time. Here's here's one thing. Here's here's an here is an example. So we were in southern Iowa, and then we drove to northern, well, Columbia, Missouri, and the temperature difference between those two was pretty crazy. Like it had to have been thirty, forty degrees, or if not more than that. Like Missouri is like like a southern state. Yeah, I know, I know, and like it. it Yes, so especially Southern Missouri. Southern Missouri is like is a Southern you guys, state. Do you ever get called Yankees at all? <laughs> um, when we're in when we're in Missouri, you mean? Even, well, anywhere. No, 
No. I remember getting called a Yankee when I was at a national tournament for wrestling in uh, in Missouri. Liberty. Probably. Liberty. And Liberty is like next to St. Louis. <laughs> and we're like, yeah, we're from we're we're from Wisconsin. Yeah. And they're like, oh, here's a boys, here's a random thought. Then. Here's a random <laughs> thought. I, sometimes I in in it's not I don't hear it too much with you guys. Sometimes I like there'll be like periods of time where like I didn't understand anything that that person from Wisconsin <laughs> said. <laughs> it's just like too much. Like oh. <laughs> Too yeah, much yeah. Fargo, huh? Yeah. It's like, what just happened? I think that's it, when you get up further north. Like, if you spent the summer in Fond du Lac, like, that makes day. sense. Well, yeah. Fond du Lac's really not north. No, you gotta get up there. No, it's north. consider southeast. More, no, it's just straight east of here. Yeah. yeah. You're, oh, yeah, it's on, like, it's next to what? Like, Appleton? It's south of Appleton, yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. Just a little bit south of Appleton. Yeah. Oh, you're, yeah, like, in like, the... I, I, I was thinking more, like... Um, like to flambeau yeah you're like that's like the city places man that's not even real wisconsin East, <laughs> eastern part of the state i don't even consider it really I, wisconsin i don't know man like i'm i'm telling you like jake's dad and jake's buddies jake's buddy riley were talking one night and there were several pbrs in <laughs> and i was i was just sitting there and i was listening to him and i remember like this and like i can understand both of them you know, obviously, like it's it's not like they're speaking a different language, but sometimes, Dialogue. like this is the example. Like all of a sudden, like they're talking about something and they're going and they're going and they're back, kind of back and forth and they're laughing and they're like, you know, taking a swig of beer and I'm like, like for a decent like probably thirty seconds, I was like, I don't think I could get one word out of that. Like it's just crazy. <laughs> Did but you I run like into that much hilarious. of the, like? I feel like that's with me with southern people well but then i was gonna say the same thing so like yeah i go yeah i go south sometimes and it's like i'm like what oh okay yeah yeah right. i got you now but it takes me a second yeah, it's just what? like that's it kind of goes with the weather right it's like how is there how is there these two like extreme like you got extreme weather up here you got extreme weather down here you've got extreme accent up here and you've got extreme accent down here our, our accents vary you know you go to different parts of the state even even county, in within the county, we have separate accents. People who don't get out as much, people who get out more, stuff like that. It's well, like, crazy. I don't, hear it in J- I don't hear it in Jake's Jake's voice very much, but like his mom and dad are totally different. My friend <laughs> Eric Barber, same thing. Like his, yeah, he's a little bit more. I've got the accent, but his 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 parents, man, I'm like that O that O thing is so funny. And I remember. I was talking to my friend Eric's mom one time, and I was like, "This is the first time I'd spent any amount of time in Wisconsin. It was like the first time I'd ever been there." I was like, "I'm just amazed at the accents," and she was like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, <laughs> "I was what like, just mean? just say just say the word that's spelled O H," and she was just like, "Oh," and I was like, <laughs> "That's it. That's what I'm talking about. Like it's crazy. <laughs> like oh, you know, I say oh." But but I will say it wears on you, you know. Southern accent and northern accent those will wear on you if you're around it enough. We had someone just, comment just on the staring. on the ra- <laughs> on the random question saying that no two snowflakes are the same. That's I, crazy. That it's wild, absolutely wild. I can't say <laughs> I've ever studied, you know, two or three or a ten of. I know I pushed a lot of it today, but. <laughs> 
that is actually wild. You think about how many snowflakes fly out of the sky and then they're all the same. Or none of them are the same. <laughs> it is wild. If it nothing's wild. the same, is it the same? It's all the same. Okay. <laughs> Well, we won't take up any more of your time, my man. Is there anything um, that we can kind of tell our viewers here uh, where they find you? Are you guys heading to any trade uh, trade shows or um, Uh, the best place to get a hold of you guys? Yeah, I mean, we have – well, I mean, you can find any of our videos and stuff on YouTube. We can find – you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, I believe – Ted just started a Twitter for the hunting public, which I know nothing about Twitter, but you can check us out on those platforms. Um, and then we will be doing some scouting workshops. I think we're booked for Ohio now, but we'll be doing one in Missouri. We'll be doing one in Minnesota, more than likely. Potentially some other places. Not totally sure yet what exactly the plans are, but when we're doing those workshops we'll be doing meetups too and hopefully when we're on our turkey tour we'll be able to do some more meetups and stuff and and hang out with some of some of the fans i don't think we'll be i don't think we'll be doing any trade shows this year we're just so busy especially now that we're doing a lot more of this um consulting stuff so but anyway yeah awesome that's where you can find us and yeah we're having we're having a really good time we're really busy, but we're having a blast. Yeah, you guys are you guys are putting great content out.